to the second season of Reach Next Generation podcast. I'm Grace Jeffries and I'm thinking about my future. To help me with this, I'm speaking with successful women to get an understanding of the challenges they have faced throughout their careers, how they overcame them and what tips they have for girls of my age. Today my guest is Morella Sula, who is founder and CEO of Global Woman Magazine and Global Woman Club. Morella is a true women's champion. Morella is passionate about empowering women worldwide and always stands up for inclusion, diversity, gender balance and supporting the next generation, which is why I'm very sure she will be great guest today. Thanks for joining me today, Morella. Can we start by you telling us all how your career took you into where you are today? Thank you, Grace. Uh, what a great mission. Uh, you have taken yourself in such a journey and I'm really, really excited and very, very honored to be interviewed by you. Thank you for having me. Um, so your question was, what did it take for me to, to come where I am today? Yeah. No, um, how you got to where you are today and like your kind of your career path. OK, well, it's uh, quite a long path, but I will try to keep it short. Um, I'm originally from Albania. I was born in a small city of Albania. And then very soon after, I had to move into a very remote place uh, up to the mountains uh, because my mother got divorced. And at that time, um, women were not allowed to get divorced because Albania was under the communist regime. So we were punished somehow. So me and my brother just found ourselves out of the blue um, in a complete different place. And this is where I spent my childhood. That, of course, impacted the way that I saw the world and all my dreams and and started um, asking questions, who I am, who I want to become. And uh, the beginnings were not that great, the beginnings of my career, because I ended up engaged at the age of 17 and get it, I got married at the age of 19. And um, I got the first child at the age of 22 and I lost my first child the first before she got first year. So it has been a really um, painful journey. And then probably that really impacted the way I started seeing the world, the way I started seeing myself and and um, how could I um, what did I need to do to get myself of the dark zone where I was sitting, because, you know, when you go through challenges, you just find yourself into a place that you it's really hard to get out. And that made me um, start thinking, how do I move out of this? So I started my career as a teacher in a village. And then very soon after, I moved to a little city and then from the city to the capital city. And you know what, Grace, you start um, you start measuring all the steps that you do. And you start thinking, okay, um, if I manage to move from one place to another, probably I can try to to move to another place. And Mm -hmm. I always believe if you are not happy where you are, then you can move because you're not a tree. And this is where my career started from a village teacher. I became a teacher in a city school and then I became a lecturer at the university and then I moved to London and now I I love what I'm doing. I teach, I train, I educate and I'm very passionate about women empowerment. Well, I can definitely tell that you are hugely passionate about empowering women and definitely Global Women magazine. Now, 
when you were at school, did you know what you wanted to do or be, or did that happen more later in life? Uh, you know, I always had a dream to become a writer. I was so passionate about writing. I used to write poems, and this is how I used to escape when I was little like you. I was not happy with my life. I was not happy with my parents. I was um, raised with a stepfather. He was not that very nice, but I, it's okay. Yeah, the world is not fair. Uh, we know that now. But, um, you know, it was what really saved me was um, writing poems. I started writing poems. And every time when I was feeling sad, I was feeling a little bit down when I didn't have somebody to talk with, I started talking with uh, my journal. I started keeping a journal, writing poems. And then I very soon after I wrote a novel. Uh, I think that was a great escapism. So I thought I was going to become a writer and I studied my university degree with uh, literature and language. I published my first book when I was 19 with poems and I won a competition, national competition from the village. I was in the village. I was having a call and it was a live competition. I won everybody. The whole country started talking about me because they thought, how is this possible? A 17 years old girl from the middle of nowhere, write these wonderful poems. And I think that gave me big courage to start believing on my dreams. So one day, probably I will be a writer. And that led me then um, to a different path because I got, as I said, I got married very early. And when I um, went depressed because of um, I, I lost my daughter, then I thought I studied psychology. And this is why I decided studying psychology. And then I became a psychologist. Yeah. But uh, later on, when I moved to this country, uh, and I moved to this country about nine years ago, I started asking myself questions again, who I, who I am, who I want to become, what, what can I do here? And then I put together, okay, I have, um, I have degrees in language and literature, I have master degrees in counseling psychology, I'm very passionate about women, I have, I have published many books, I've been editor of Psychologist magazine, I'm teaching at the university, so how do I position myself? And this is how I came, and I was, I was of course passionate about women because I was leading one of the, the biggest network equality and decision making for women in my country, and then I thought, this is what I want to do. I want to build, to bring all the skills, all the talents, all the gifts that I have, all the experience, all together, and create something, a movement to empower women around the world. And now, if you ask me, uh, did I know who I was going to become? No, and you don't need to know, to be honest. You know what, my darling? I see so many young people asking, I don't know my purpose. I don't know who I want to become. You don't need to know it. <laughs> you just start. So uh, don't worry. If you, if, um, if probably you, you know your, your friends of your age, probably they feel a little bit lost because they don't know what, what they want. And it's okay. You don't need to know it from the beginning. You just open yourself and take yourself in a journey and the journey will teach you. Well, obviously, you said that you went to university twice. Um, how important do you think it actually is to go, though? How important is to actually go to university? Um, yeah, that's a very interesting question because um, I was listening this topic to a room in the clubhouse the other day, and many people were encouraging others, uh, oh, going to university, it's not that important. Well, it's not the most important thing, but I would say it is important because even if, even you may think you don't learn that much at university, you learn discipline, you learn a lot about yourself. 
and you you create habits and uh, these habits are really important because you know how we have create the habits of success yeah. by starting something and being able to finish it if somebody is able to start a university and to finish the university that is a habit you're creating a habit of success you're surrounding yourself with like-minded people you're opening yourself with opportunities even if you don't learn what you were supposed to learn because there are so many people for example they studied biology and they ended up being a life coach or completely yeah. some, doing something else but university absolutely it's important and of course there are things that university doesn't teach you and that's true but you uh, the university is not enough the real school starts when you have finished university yeah. you finish your, your university and then put yourself out there and take yourself into another school which is the school of life a combination of both is just perfect now obviously you said that you 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 published your first book at 17 and that was no maybe earlier but you won a competition when you were 17 and that was awesome but what was one of your challenges when writing your books and especially your bestseller don't let your mind go um that was the first book that i wrote um as a shift between writing literature poems novels yeah. and fictions turning into a self-help book because my background in psychology my experience um as an editor in chief of psychologist magazine and my work as a director of positive psychotherapy center just led me to um to kind of create a manual for people how to manage their mind because yeah. the thing is that we we are gifted as human beings uh we are really really lucky and gifted with something which is only us human beings have and that is called mind Now the problem my darling is that when we are given this gift it's like a little machine a little big powerful machine but we don't have a manual we don't know how to use it and people forget about it because they don't know how to use it they just ignore it or take it for granted or do nothing with it so i thought okay i've been meeting so many people um put, facing many challenges many difficulties adversities and then once they get in that dark zone they stay there forever they don't make the effort to to move and i just wanted to create a kind of uh, little guide to tell people that hey don't worry if if you feel in a dark zone because let's say people lose their their job grace yeah. they they lose their mind people lose their um exam okay they 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 fail the exam and they lose their mind or um they lose their house or they lose their money or they lose their boyfriend or girlfriend and they lose their mind the thing is that the whole message is that don't worry the only thing that you really can't afford to lose is your mind that is an amazing machine if you learn how to use it that can serve you so well and it's very important that we invest on that Now I know as part of the Global Women Club you do media training for the people who are part of it. How have you had to adapt your media training to women across the world from all different backgrounds? Oh uh, yes, that's very important um thing to do because um, one uh, important um thing that also I have realized especially for us women is that we have stayed hidden and in silence for decades for centuries and women have that tendency to just hide themselves 
So what we really need right now is more visibility, more exposure, because by doing this, we get more confidence and we start believing in ourselves and standing in our power. That's why our uh, mantra, our vision with Global Woman is, if you want to empower a woman, give her a microphone. And this is how I started. Everything started with this big vision. Let's give women a microphone. And by giving them a microphone, we put them, we, we train them for the media, how to put themselves in front of the camera, how to position yeah. themselves in front of the camera, how to get visibility, how to get the exposure and um, how to put themselves out in out there in the map, how to not be afraid on uh, speaking their voice and speaking their mind. And that came as a result of the whole mission that is behind Global Woman. Now, we do media training once a month. I, we uh, collaborate with media women, two BBC journalists who have huge, massive experience on training people how to deliver a piece to the camera and having that confidence that they need. But also um, uh, they have been working for quite a long time with, with especially with women, because media women is specialized to uh, empower women and we share the same values. When we look at social media, which I know plays a huge part in everyone's lives, what advice would you give girls, say, about my age, about maybe how to use it and probably not use it? Hmm, that's, I like that. Not use it or not use it. Okay. Um, okay. One thing is that, um, in my generation, we didn't have social media. I even didn't have TV. So everything was like private. Now, the truth today is that there is not such thing called private anymore. And I don't know if it is good or not, but your generation are doing very well. We have been kind of shifting and in that transition to cope with it. I am, I personally embrace everything new. Now, what I would advise the, the new generation, don't allow social media to use you, but you use it. How do you use it? I absolutely say use it, not, not to use it. Of course, use it. And that means that you can uh, decide what is your cause, what is your little movement. It can be anything. What is your project? What is your dream? What is something that you're passionate about? And keep talking all day long about that. Social media is not anymore for uh, just um, going out there without a purpose, without a mission, or just because you're going out. You need to have a strategy. And that is really important, not only for you, but for people who are following you, who are watching you, because you never know, especially what you're doing right now with your podcast. Imagine how many, many girls of your age and the whole generation is being inspired by what you do. You are serving, my darling. You are giving such a contribution for the world. And without social media, probably you will not be able to do that. So well done to you. And probably you are serving as a role model to many others that they don't know what to do and they don't know how to find their direction. But by following you or by listening to you, you will help them to find it. Well, I definitely do hope that people who do listen to this do find their, di find their direction as I'm still trying to do so myself. You're doing great. Absolutely. I'm very impressed. <laughs> Keep going. This is the thing. Don't give up. Yeah. Be consistent. Yeah. Keep going. Now, you seem to have done a lot. You've done the Global Women magazine. You've done the Global Women Club. You've written books. You've done so much. 
But is there anything that you still want to do, either personally or professionally or both? You pick. Um, yeah, that's a very, very good question. Uh, um, I never thought that way. What is something that I haven't done yet? I usually prefer to surrender. You know what, what, what really means to surrender is like when you are open. Yeah. And when you go with the flow, when you are, uh, ready to do whatever it takes to move yourself to the next level. Now, of course, when I started the global women movement, I didn't expect that was going to go global in in such a uh, an amazing way as has come today but if there is something that i would love to do is i i would love to uh, to create a hub where women can come together and meet each other ideally when things open up and uh, brainstorm we do this like with net online networking events or networking events but i don't want it to stay just as a networking i want women to come and mastermind brainstorm to create masterpieces together and um see global women in every corner of the globe with amazing women who come together to lift each other up and you know what we are serving the next generation because we, sh- we something that we should be proud of is we are the very first generation that we are really showing how women should support each other. The generation before us, to be honest, they were not that great. We don't have great examples of, we have some women who really sacrifice for gender equality. But when we really need uh, read some stories, we didn't come from a real culture where women support each other. Now, we have done as much as we could, but your generation definitely will move it to the next level. Yeah. Well, I definitely hope that we do. I'm sure that we will. A little bit more than yours. <laughs> Absolutely. I believe so. Okay. Well, let's hope so. There's a lot riding on it. <laughs> well, I really enjoyed chatting with you t- today, Morella. Thank you so much. And I'm sure everyone listening will now be thinking about some of the choices that they're about to make in their careers. Keep listening to the Reach Next Generation podcasts as I talk to many more brilliant women. Thank you to our sponsors, Haynes Watts, Levi Strauss, Swinton Insurance and Talk Talk for their amazing and continued support.